This is a Triple M Footy podcast. With all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy, it's Tom Brown's News. Good afternoon. It's an incredible situation in the AFL embroiled in one of the biggest racism scandals in the history of the game, which has completely overshadowed grand final week. It's obviously unfortunate from a grand final perspective, but an incredibly important issue. In terms of the latest that I can give you today, I'm sure you'll be familiar with all the reports in terms of the allegations yesterday, and I refer you to Russell Jackson's article in the ABC, which contains those detailed allegations. Um, Alistair Clarkson, Chris Fagan, and Andrew Newbold have all taken a leave of absence from their positions, pending the outcome of a review, an external one, into these racism allegations. Alistair Clarkson obviously was due to start at North Melbourne officially on the 1st of November. For all intents and purposes, he'd already started speaking to players and obviously getting organised, forming his staff and those types of things. He's put that on hold. Chris Fagan, obviously, likewise, having said that, he would have obviously had a little bit of time off post-season at the Brisbane Lions. Andrew Newbold, the commissioner, there's no suggestion that he knew of any of these allegations or was in any way involved. But given the fact that the commission will make a determination on this external report, and he was president of Hawthorne in the period in question which looks like it was from 2010 to 2016, and we don't know the exact year. He's agreed to take a leave of absence. Andrew's overseas at the moment. The other development today is that Jason Burt, who was the welfare manager allegedly involved in passing on some of these messages to the players or in the meetings, has agreed to step down from his sports position at a, one of the top private schools. So he's also stepped aside pending the investigation. Alistair Clarkson spoke. Uh, via statement late yesterday afternoon. So the health care and welfare of our players, staff and their families were always my highest priority during my time at the Hawthorne Football Club. I was therefore shocked by the extremely serious allegations reported in the media earlier today. I was not interviewed by the authors of the report commissioned by the club and nor have I been provided with a copy of that report. I was not afforded any due process and I refute any allegation of wrongdoing or misconduct and look forward to the opportunity to be heard as part of the AFL external investigation. The Brisbane Lions also said in a separate statement that Chris Fagan would work with the AFL on an investigation into allegations concerning the historical events at the Hawthorne Football Club, where he was a former employee. Chris supports and welcomes the investigation. He was not consulted during the Hawthorne-sponsored review and looks forward to the opportunity to be heard as part of the AFL investigation. The other development now, as we know, the author of the report, that's the report commissioned by Hawthorne, the Hawthorne-sponsored report, it was Phil Egan, who was a noted Indigenous leader of high regard. 125 games, you might be familiar with Phil, because he played for the Tigers um, quite famously. So Phil Egan wrote the report. In terms of the timing of all this, the AFL, I believe, received the report about a week and a half ago. Would it have come out in grand final week had it not been for the ABC article? I guess not. But they say, the AFL tell me, that they were given the report about a week and a half ago. Obviously, they've had a lot on the investigation team got straight onto it and weren't even at this stage given the names of the complainants, just a redacted version of the report. So the integrity unit's been trying to get in, A, ascertain who the complainants are and B, get in touch with them. So there's no issue there as far as I can tell at the AFL's end. They've uh, been actioning it in the background, but it has obviously become public and significantly now overshadowed grand final week. So uh, an incredible situation that uh, will develop. The next stage, I think, will be the AFL announcing that panel, the external panel, to investigate these allegations, and uh, and they'll go from there. This is Tom Brown's News, bringing you the latest in footy every Monday, Thursday and Friday. Here at first on Listener. Adam Uze now the warm favourite to take over as the Bombers coach, unless Brad Scott gets involved post-grand final, the AFL football boss. I know this because I was at Tullamarine yesterday and reported 
that uh, Uze had done a second interview. It was about two and a half hours. David Barham and Andrew Thorburn, who's conducting the review, were certainly in the building. Thorburn also on the selection panel. Barham obviously being the Bombers president. Um, It's also significant because it's believed, and it's my understanding certainly that James Heard hasn't had or been given a second interview as yet. You'd have to say that Heard's chances have faded significantly, which uh, is is a big story in itself. But Adam Uze was there as part of a second interview at Essendon inside the headquarters. Last week's were at Ernst & Young, who's conducting the review, or at least helping it in the city. But uh, Uze was there yesterday, and that is absolutely significant. What Where it all goes to from now? Well, I think Brad Scott only wants to get involved post-grand final. He's got huge responsibilities this week as the AFL football boss. It's still possible that he could get involved in a formal basis next week. The other thing I can reveal in regards to Essendon is actually really interesting, is that uh, as part of this review that they're conducting into the football department that's being assisted by Ernst Young. Jordan Lewis is obviously part of that review or assisting that review. He's not just on the coaching panel. And so is a surprise name, Brendan McCartney, who obviously is uh, famous for uh, coaching the Bulldogs. So Brendan McCartney also involved in assisting EY as part of that review process. And some spies have spotted Brendan on a regular basis out at Essendon in recent weeks. Bringing you the latest in footy news before you hear it anywhere else. This is Tom Brown's News. Trade period is heating up. All the big agents were in town last night. Paul Connors and Robbie DeRazio hosting their uh, what's now become, I think, an annual uh, players party. And there were plenty of agents there as well, including Colin Young, who's in town at the moment for obviously a lot of deals, including Lobb and Bobby Hill. I think you'll meet with Collingwood as soon as today concerning Hill. But in terms of some big names now in the trade period, we've mentioned Brody Grundy at Nauseam. The issue now is Melbourne, Collingwood, and his manager, Robbie DeRazio, doing an acceptable deal in regards to the pick that will see Grundy go to Melbourne and obviously also the money. But there's strong dialogue between Collingwood and Melbourne. I think both parties see it as a win for Collingwood and a win for Melbourne. They've just got to settle on the appropriate mechanics of it. So Brody, I think, will officially request a trade to Melbourne uh, in coming days. Collingwood had their wacky Wednesday yesterday, so nothing proceeded yesterday. Jordan DeGale is an interesting one. He hasn't officially re-signed yet. It's certainly St Kilda's view that he will with Collingwood, but at least in terms of it being official, it hasn't happened yet. He's manages his brother-in-law, Ryan Vague, who I think is pretty clever in this situation because Geordie's got value in all this suddenly, and uh, you know it's not just a case of uh, questioning whether to re-sign Geordie. Clearly, the, there's two parties that want to re-sign Geordie, Collingwood and St Kilda. So that's still bubbling along in the background, but it is expected or almost certain that he will re-sign with Collingwood. And uh, some Bombers fans are a bit uh, excited because Jack Bowes at uh, the Gold Coast, he's got a back-ended contract, and the Gold Coast are offering up pick seven if someone takes him on board. So perhaps Essendon could get involved there. That's that system, new system, where basically you can uh, get a player back who's got on heavy money and also, uh, in effect, buy a pick. So uh, that's what's bubbling along in that regard. The player agents all had a meeting yesterday. The discussion from the Players Association was about players still getting 28% of revenue next year. That'll start to heat up now that Gil McLaughlin's done the TV deal. And of course, surprise, surprise, there's a grand final. It's all on the line on Saturday. All eyes, of course, this afternoon will be on uh, both training sessions. And I'll give you an update on the final teams in that regard tomorrow. Robbie Williams, incidentally, speaking this afternoon at a press conference, which will be very well attended as well. Gil McLaughlin also speaking at that. It's been an incredible situation highlighted by the fact that Clarkson, Alastair Clarkson, one of the biggest names in football, if not the biggest, really, certainly from an off-field perspective or a coaching perspective, Chris Fagan and a commissioner have all taken a leave of absence. 
concerning some of the most concerning and worrying racism allegations we've seen in the history of the game. They're going to be investigated. I'll have more on that story tomorrow. Triple M rocks football. That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M footy on listener or wherever you listen to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Reem Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.